So very much for joining me for another episode of Talking Cloud. Now, you know, this is where we talk about cloud, all things cloud, anything cloud. And it is such an enormous word. It's literally a computing platform that's in every aspect of our lives and every aspect of computing. Now, you all know I'm no expert, but I know where to find them. And man... I'm so jazzed about my guest today. I haven't known him a, a real long time, but great deal of respect for TJ. The guy uh, has been a long time in the biz, early in the cloud before we all talked about it like we do today. Uh, long tail in encryption and uh, the industry overall. So it's going to be a great conversation. I met him after uh, Dome 9 was acquired by Checkpoint. Uh, that was kind of the, the real running downhill, if you will, I think, for Checkpoint to go after the cloud. And Protego was also a key acquisition, and we were fortunate to get TJ with Protego. And uh, he's just taken the bull by the horns and ran. Uh, it's really exciting to have him today. He's the head of cloud security products. Did I get it right, TJ? I'm not sure if I did. TJ, uh, going in, yeah. welcome. Glad you're here, man. Thanks for being on the hey. program. Hey, Grant. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you got, you got this right. We're good. Okay. We're good go. Cool, cool. So, <laughs> hey, just for a sec, I mean, so people get a little bit of uh, the Z-axis, so to speak. Give them some perspective on you and your career. Yeah, so I started, so I grew up in Israel. So in the, like a lot of people in the cybersecurity industry in Israel, I started in the intelligence corps where Gil Schwed and a, a bunch of people, Dorit and a bunch of people from Checkpoint started in the 8200 unit. Uh, cyber was not a thing. It was information security. And I dealt with a lot of stuff around tech and networking and security. There was no cybersecurity. And honestly, it was way less cool than today to be in that space. We were the nerds. It's not like today that the nerds own the world. Yep. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, and after the army, so I, I, I studied electrical engineering in Israel also, and then uh, started a company in the encryption space, uh, started another one in the, actually, believe it or not, in the CRM as a service, we started the same week as Salesforce. Wow. Doing, uh, they, they are Salesforce and I shut it down <laughs> when the dot-com bubble exploded. Uh, did a bunch of things. Aladdin Knowledge Systems in uh, Israel got acquired by a company in the U.S. here called SafeNet. Moved to the U.S. 12 years ago. Been in, here in Maryland since. Uh, ran marketing strategy, the business unit, and a lot of stuff around encryption and cloud. And then started my own company, Portigo Labs, like you mentioned. Yep. And uh, got acquired by Checkpoint and joined the forces. Yeah, terrific. And you've done a great job, I'll add, uh, since you've been on board and I know played a very key and instrumental role in helping us 
continue to really expand on our overall cloud strategy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, you know, it's interesting. I don't know how many people realized, certainly you do, you did, how badly a, a cloud platform is required, right? I mean, yeah. that mm-hmm. kind of one uh, pogo stick item doesn't <laughs> work in, in, you know, the way the cloud has evolved. It's, it's just right. not possible, is it? Yeah, no, it's not. And I and I think what what happened over the last ten years, when when I first heard about the term cloud, ten years ago or twelve years ago, whenever Amazon launched their first uh, EC2 service, and what's going on today, honestly, it doesn't feel like ten years or twelve years. It is such a huge revolution, yeah. and the what it brought to the IT space as a whole is such a huge disruption which only makes sense that the disruption in, in what it means for security is as big. Yep. And people had to evolve. And I, and I think, you know, you mentioned you came with Dome 9 when Dome 9 was really one of the first pioneers in, in this area of cloud security. And when what, it, what was defined cloud security then was very, very early on, just, you know, a, a, a small piece of what it is today. Yep. And yeah, totally evolved. And yeah, you need a platform. You need something that can move at the speed of the cloud. Yeah. Because I think what people find out really fast is that the cloud is just way too fast Man, for whatever yep. was before the cloud. It's so it it's really unbelievable. And you know, I'm I was uh, mentioning to you there's this report, uh, uh, the state of the what is it called? Uh, state, state of, of the, the cloud, cloud, right? Yeah. But uh, man. 750,000 employees or more uh, were kind of the sampling, and 93% have a multi-cloud strategy. That's insane. Yeah. I mean, ni- yeah. 93%. You know, 20% uh, spend more than $12 million a year on public cloud. Makes sense, yeah. And and if they counted SaaS at that report, it would be the number would be just insane, right? Yeah. I think the cloud just took over IT, and it's again, it's been so swift, and the last year has made it even more extreme. Yeah, more than fifty percent of enterprise workloads and data are expected to be in the cloud within the next twelve months. That's 12 remarkable. Months. Wow. Yeah. So that's crazy. It 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 is. I mean, and and this is a you know fall last year, so fairly fresh data. Right. You know, sixty five percent are using Docker uh, for containers. Right. Fifty eight are using uh, Kubernetes. Right. Uh, you know, it's it's such a fluid space. It is. Yeah. And and I think to your point, there's uh, what happened is, and you see that throughout maybe technology in the last uh, 10, 20 years, is that the speed of change, even within cloud, so what was considered cloud 10 years ago, is really so old today. I I, I used to say, because my company, Portigo, we were in the serverless security space. So serverless is really on the cutting edge of cloud, is these pieces of code that run in the cloud. You don't even have a machine, right? Yeah. And in serverless, we used to say EC2, which is the AWS's original service, right? The virtual machine. We used to say EC2 is the new on-prem. That's yep. how old it is. <laughs> EC2 is the new on-prem. Yep. Because what? You're running virtual machines in the cloud. Oh, my God, you're so behind. Yeah. Today, you run code, and it's everything is ephemeral, and it just runs. So the speed of change is, is insane, even within what we define as cloud. 
Yep. And I think, don't you think what happens too, TJ, is especially, well, almost exclusively, we in the business talk about it every day, all day long, and sometimes we get a little myopic, right? And we forget yep. how... Uh, this stuff, it, you know, the world, for the most part, really doesn't understand how broad, how comprehensive uh, the cloud is, how easy it is to scratch the paint and get into some pretty technical stuff really fast, right? Uh, it, it, it's uh, it's pretty amazing. And, and really, the power is returning to the developers and the nerds, right? Totally. Totally, and I think the, the people speaking of cloud and and what it means to to I mean for most of us for my wife it's uh, she just knows that she goes opens a browser and everything is there. Yep, <laughs> that's it. That's for for so I think for the average Joe that's not building stuff in the cloud or selling cloud or doing stuff like that, what cloud means is accessibility. Yep. it's just there, right? That's what it means to them. And I think you're right for. Uh, for us, for people there, what one of the biggest revolution, I think it's great that you actually noted it because one of the biggest revolutions that cloud brought is the developer revolution. Yep. And it is such, it's, it's an immense revolution. I don't think that even people in the cloud space yeah. fully figured out yeah. how huge that revolution is. Yep. And uh, the people who figured it out, by the way, first, if you, know, if you look back, Grant, is, is AWS. AWS built their cloud for developers. Oh. It is not built for consumers. It's not, they don't, they don't even, I mean, just enough to look at their user interface. Yep. It, it definitely for developers. No question. And, 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 and actually, if you really look at how they operate, it's very mm -hmm. conducive to that developer mind. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you everything you need to find out how to get it done. Right. And you go build. There's, say, yeah, you there's build, right. You right. Go build. Yep. They don't give you a phone number to call and ask for help. No. Right. No. I mean, Those I challenge you to find one. Right. Because no. most most of them don't want it. Right. No, they need a readme file. Yeah. And the conversation and the API and give me the API. Exactly. And it's a very and they're so adamant about it. And everything they do on AWS is focused on making the developer's life easier. So you can go and, and they literally say it, go build. And, and it's such a huge revolution, and, and it's starting to impact every facet of the business. Once the developer became, because the, the, the cloud empowered the developer to be the king, yeah. he can now move faster than anyone else in the organization. There's no one. Yeah. And all organizations today are so powered by IT and dependent on IT. It doesn't matter who you are. Bank of America used to be a branch office. Today, it's an app. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, the developer owns the customer experience way more than the branch manager or the people who build branches or the clerk or whatever. The developer owns the experience. Have and you he seen, can move faster than anyone else. Have you seen uh, uh, the more recent uh, production of King Arthur? That's what I think of, right? This guy, <laughs> this, I mean, literally, this is the right. developer now, right? He yeah, was raised by the prostitutes, but right. now he's, he, I mean, he's the guy, you know, he's that guy. can, he can draw the sword from the stone. And I mean, okay. he, he is the guy and he, he does almost have those superpowers, right? Uh, yeah, because he has, he can move faster than anyone else. He can make stuff happen. By him, it makes or break the user experience. Your competitive advantage. He's the one that you maintain today. I think in a lot of traditional organizations, 
the developer is the most valued and you know type of professional employee in the company more no than question. anyone else it's, no uh, question no question. But I guess, like his brother uh, demonstrated, also equally as dangerous if you want to keep on that, you know, whole King Arthur thing, right? I mean, uh, right, uh, the right. developer, that is a tremendous power, tremendous uh, capability. But I guess that probably is where you immediately start to to wrap in the notion of zero trust and really uh, uh, re-architecting everything so that you're looking at everything differently, albeit he or she still has the power, but you are now putting on, uh, as I think you so appropriately put, the guardrails to keep them on right. the asphalt, right? Right. Uh, yeah. Or, or, or the, you lay down the asphalt, but you, uh, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, the paved road, I say. Yes, I yes. The, the paved road, yeah. The, I think that there's... Uh, actually, the, the concept of motion or movement from a guardrail to paved road is really something that embodies the the rule, I would say, of the developer. Yeah. Guardrails is sort of how I limit you. Yep, a yep, paved yep. road is where you can run really fast because I understand that if I'm as a security person, I'm going to try and limit you, you're going to run all over me and I'm going to lose. Right. So I'm going to try and make your life easier while maintaining security. And it's a huge shift of powers. I think the, the shift to the developer is the biggest shift of powers that happened in the last, probably since the internet came, that's yep. the cloud, and the shift to the developer as far as how things are handled. And uh, also in security, you rely more and more on the developer to do the right thing. Let me ask it's, this. Uh, so it's, yeah. a, it's an interesting point, right? Because... We're we're talking about something that uh, I would suggest most CISOs may not be really up to mm -hmm. speed on. I don't know. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not by any means trying to take anything away, but, uh, you know, the chain is so long. The, the bag is so big of mm -hmm. all the stuff I've been dragging along and the speed at which cloud is uh, coming mm -hmm. in and changing. How... Mm -hmm. With all this power, isn't it key we also communicate to the managers, to to uh, the executives on how important the cloud is, how they need to uh, look at the cloud? I mean, it's a different kind of discussion, isn't it, than what they're accustomed it, it to? It is. It is. And I, and I think what happened, though, over the – I think COVID really changed a lot of things. I'm, you know, we spent some time together in meetings where you hear about people saying, yeah, you know what? We were not even our managers really didn't want to go to the cloud, but we just moved now. Mm -hmm. And I think more than anything, else, more than any time in history, or the history of the cloud, cloud first is on everybody's top of mind. Actually, it's interesting. I I, I hear more and more top executives saying, "Yeah, we're moving to the cloud." And I'm talking banks, right? Like Fortune yeah. 50 companies, Fortune yeah. 10 companies. They're moving. They get it. They understand. That, that elasticity and the ability to move fast is uh, really critical to the success of the business. So, But I think that the discussion does need to change a bit because a lot of the times, maybe to emphasize the point that you brought up, sometimes there's a concept of, hey, I moved to the cloud to save money. Actually, right. I don't think you it's very rare that you will save money. You're, you're probably, if you could, <laughs> without the overhead manage hardware on-prem, it would be cheaper for a larger organization. But you move to the cloud because you need to move fast. Yep. And that's that's the advantage. You need to think, you know, if you if we put it in business terms, 
you really have to think top line rather than bottom line. Yep, it's the game, really about right? Your ability, exactly, the game. It's really about your ability to accelerate launching new capabilities, competing, providing your customers with better experience wherever they are rather than think about saving money. And that needs to be part of the discussion. It's an enabler. Yep. It's, a, it's a cost center that yep. generates value rather than look at it as a saving center. Yeah, investment. I mean, that's how I've always, you know, yep. when I own my own company, I know that was how I, in principle, was how I looked at people. You know, I was always going to look sure. at them uh, as an investment and, and how I would coddle and nurture them as opposed to an expense like my electric bill. It was right. just, you know, I mean, it's just a way of looking at it, right? Just a, yeah. a philosophy. So it's just, it's the right thing to do, right? So let me ask you. I love to talk about this kind of stuff because, I mean, I'm, you know, I always say I'm just sharp enough to cut you. Um, <laughs> but for me, it seems like there's an amazing, a perfect storm of technologies that we've had for a long, long time. But, you know, like chemistry shows us different quantities mixed together has different results. Right. And what I'm specifically talking about is I'm talking about bandwidth. Uh, the 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 ubiquitous connectivity and and the unbelievable compute power we have in our fingertips and right. I, I my question has to do with the evolution as i kind of see it um because i understand if i've got to compute with 10 petabytes i'm going to definitely do that in the cloud but if it's you know five meg 10 meg even a gig or two i might do it on my local device and the speed is not going to really i mean the, the the speed in which that compute is is uh, delivered i'm going to start to get a blur on where it's actually coming from i think right. we're there yep. we're there now right and some people call this yeah. fog right, right. um yep. and, and so it begs the question there's some opportunities to kind of, and this is, I think, really a fundamental premise of the cloud, and I'll get to my point. Mm -hmm. It's the opportunity to look at something completely differently and do it differently. For example, tear it down, build it up again dynamically right. every day. Yeah. <laughs> right. Instead. And, and I mean, what if think about it, man, you know, if you went to your boss five years ago and said you want to do that. Right. He would. Yeah. I mean, he, you're, you'd be fired. Yeah. I mean, let yeah. alone you couldn't do it. Yeah. Right. You could. You, you, but even if you could, it was like. But now that's the new trend. And so I guess what do you see anything uh, in terms of how the dynamics are going to change in the computing environments? I mean, that's not even to bring into the issue of I IoT, right? Yeah, no, I, th I think what, what you're alluding to is, is a huge thing. And I think it's, uh, it's another area, just like you talked about the developer and how big of a revolution it is. If you look at the speed that you can now innovate and change things, it's mind blowing. And and I think, you know, if it took, if you were a company 20 years ago, you developed something, you had, you had a runway. Listen, you developed it, you had a runway. Now you developed something five years ago, it gets old so fast, oh, so fast yes. because when you develop, I mean, just let's give, let's uh, take a couple of practical examples. Let's say I developed something, I started my own company five, six years ago, and I developed something, and I hired this data scientist, 
in order to do some machine learning and he sat down in his closed room spoke with a russian accent and developed <laughs> this crazy machine, le- machine i know igor i know igor you know igor exactly yeah. igor. it's always igor by the way so so igor got, does that and then five years later comes this uh, dude from nowhere goes in launches SageMaker on AWS <laughs> and literally copies everything it took me three years to mature yep. because it just consumes it as a service boom done he's there my my old moat my old competitive advantage is gone in two seconds because it got democratized yep. by as a service and this happens every day to your point around hey you know what I'll just tear it down and rebuild it because it's gonna take me less time than maintaining this piece of crap and It's happening every day. And, and that is, to, to me, I find it absolutely remarkable to think. I mean, when, when, I mean, I'm an old guy, man. The first experience I had with computing was when I carried home an Apple IIe in a box. And I remember yeah, I opening remember. it up and, you know, put, touching the power supply before I put in the extended 80-column text card. Woo-hoo! I mean, this, this right, plugging it into that 72 DPI monochrome screen. So, so you know, when I, it's, it's such, it's so remarkable to, Now we're yeah. talking about complete data centers. You know, right. what, would be, yeah. what would be racks of servers that will just clean new ones? Yeah, they'll be done in a minute. That's amazing stuff. Yeah, no, it's insane. And I think, you know what's even crazier, Grant? If you look at the last uh, 10 years, what we got used to being the norm is, is insanity by itself. Like you and me, we're, we're both old enough. I, I had an Apple IIe also. I had a Commodore 64. I yes. played with the Spectrum. I was there, right? Yeah. And I remember my first assembler code doing something like a Space Invaders. I, I remember these days. Yeah. When you look at what we got used to over the last 10 years, it's insane. First as individuals and definitely as developers or people who consume stuff in the cloud and launch, to your point, even just as, you know, as... Uh, recent as 10 years ago you needed the new compute power you had to go through a process you don't even think about these things and it, it's amazing how fast you get used to stuff it, it's <laughs> it's so true and what's also I think we forget to your point we went so long without it but now that we have it we think how That's could it. we have ever lived without <laughs> right. it? Right? You know, I was thinking, Grant, I, I, I was literally, and I didn't, but I was about to Google yesterday night when I was uh, watching, I was sitting with my wife, you know, chilling in, mm-hmm. in bed, watching like a movie. Yeah. And I was, uh, or a show, I can't even remember what it was, doesn't matter. And I was literally going to my head and I said, interesting, because we were streaming Netflix, right? Yeah. And I was saying, interesting, what did people do like a hundred years ago? <laughs> In the evening what the hell I wonder if I google it will I find what, the, what by the way what the hell did they do like what did people do read talk read read so, talk what, what, and sleep man I'm telling you what did they do before there was uh, like books were very available what did they do like sin then I, yeah, now I know I know then it's like <laughs> wow they actually had to talk I mean right. I don't know uh, or not. or but maybe that's why guys like Uh, you know Newton came up with uh, you know this whole notion of asking himself why that Apple drop <laughs> right because he didn't have anybody to talk to he was by himself exactly 
<laughs> no, I agree. And, and by the way, I'm not saying I don't know which one is better or worse. I actually think that to a large extent, this uh, addiction to being on the receiving side of content, it, it has a lot of downsides to that point yeah. of hey, you're not talking less social. Yep. It's very easy to escape to other stuff. And, and to some extent, I can see it with my kids. You know, it's very easy to be the passive on the passive end of, of, of stuff. It's just because everything is just so accessible. Yeah. But I, I think the, the, the biggest point is just like a developer today, back to the developer in cloud, yep. go back to a developer and tell him no. No what? Right. That doesn't even, like, it's just, yeah. it's like saying to your kid no. Yep. It just goes like, what? A two-year-old <laughs> kid, why? <laughs> Right. Right. It's not a it's not an older kid that that may be in most organizations that you get the older kid response. But I think in the cloud developer world, it's almost that two year old response. Why? Yeah, almost in this this incredulous kind of wh why? What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> I saw this uh, stand-up comedian. I can't remember his name, but he was talking about like this uh, culture that Amazon instilled in all of us, right? Around the now. Oh like, yeah. So it started with like five days, and then it was two days with Prime. Yeah. And now there's Prime now, right? Like I order and I get it now. It's and he true. Was saying, you know what's gonna come next? It's Prime before. <laughs> before you even ask for it. It's because now it's not gonna be enough. Yeah. You need the Prime before. I yeah. thought about it, yeah. you need it, it's there. Yeah, <laughs> it's, you know, it's funny. Kind of going back to one of the, um, um, I guess what I believe is the negative consequences is, that's, I, I think is awesome. Uh, and I think, you know, kudos to Bezos, man. I don't have anything bad to say about the guy and his passion for the company he built. But for me, when you would put something out for four billion people to see that you would never say when you're sitting at a dinner table with someone, that's the hard part I have. And, and and that's the kind of stuff that I think can be just so detrimental with this hyper-connected world we're in, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, there's there's downside. I think that there's... Uh, Always a double-edged sword, right? Yeah, it, it's hard to know how much downside there is because, you know, we, we're probably still at the beginning of this revolution, even though no it feels doubt. like everything around us is there. No but doubt. I, I, but I think it's it doesn't matter almost because you can't stop it. So we'll we'll just need to see what happens. <laughs> yeah, I completely agree. You know, I'll ask you. I want to ask you another question, uh, yes. if I can. Um, and this is, you know, I just like these kinds of discussions and hear what smart people like you think. So there are aspects of the accelerated cloud and and just uh, Moore's law in general and technology right as it's infiltrated our lives I was thinking about this the other day you know there was a time when you know I'd, I'd buy a refrigerator and that thing it'd last me for 28 years because there wasn't a green light on it anywhere all it had was a fan in the back that kicked on when it needed, right? I mean, that was it. And maybe it had an ice maker, right? you know? Um, and so I'd keep that refrigerator for 25 years, and it did what it was supposed to do. Stayed cold, 
and froze, right? And 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 now, you know, I've got a refrigerator, but oh, come on, I got to get a new one because that one's right. the old one. Yep. This one yep. now has, right, the the console that's connected to the internet, yep. and right. right? Yep. So it's just yep. kind of interesting how technology, albeit so cool, kind of accelerated some consumerization that may not necessarily be necessary. Right. I mean, yeah, for sure. Think about just the uh, iPhones and phones, right? Yes. Like you, you have your phone for more than a year, and you literally have the most amazing thing ever. And then after a year, like you get, oh, I need that new one. Yes. The computers, and that's why I was saying also, and, and I think people are getting used now to. I, I always start a conversation with say, hey, okay, what, what's what are you going to do for me lately? It's yeah. not about what you've done for me a year ago or two years ago. So I think you're right. The consumerization, it, it, you don't necessarily need it. Things got cheap. Oh. Accessibility, accessibility to stuff. You know, you, you see how much TVs are big. T- yeah, I mean, giant crazy. TVs. They're insane. so cheap. It's like insane. 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 And you almost like feel bad not buying a new yeah. one. Right? Like, it's crazy. Like, I, uh, I have to get a bigger wall. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, in order to get some of these TVs, you know. But also think, you know, you mentioned uh, Amazon and Bezos. And, and by the way, I, I recommend to you and everyone who's listening, check out, uh, there's a podcast called Wondery. And it's, uh, so it's a podcast company called Wondery. And they have this podcast, it's called Business Wars. And they go over like history. So one of these uh, things is uh, Walmart versus Amazon. Mm. It's just fascinating to listen because they go sort of behind the scenes and stuff like that. Anyway, it's magnificent. Oh, what cool. I was going to say on, uh, on Bezos just think about that, the stuff that he did or that Amazon did in order to increase that consumerization that you were talking about. First first came that Prime thing, which is just genius. I yep. don't need to think about it. It's here in two days. Okay. Oh. And then there's this swipe thing. Buy it now, right? <laughs> just buy now. Yeah. You go in. You One look at click. It, chick, boom. Done. Yeah. Okay, I'm done. You're yeah. not even feeling it, right? Like you're done. So yeah. I think everything is so accessible the yep. variety yep. prices went down because it's just you buy more so i think at the end of the day so that's what i'm saying i think the last 10 years cloud is the cloud and e-commerce and everything and cloud enables a lot of this innovation by itself so it's going to make innovation even more accelerated yep. there's it's such a huge revolution i think my kid i have a son is uh, just actually just turned 13 today mm. and, congratulations uh, yeah thanks and uh, like the world he grows in, man, he's a native you, like, man. He's complete oh, native, right? It's just like it's crazy. Like I, I think the things sometimes we do things still because my wife and I because we're we're old and, and oh. like he looks at it and says what? Yeah, yeah. And you're a kid, man. I mean, believe me, my youngest is 19, but I've got one, you know, uh, close to double his age, and. So I got a, a, a broad swath, and right, let me tell right. you, the the it's very interesting. Uh, and to your point, I've said for a long time, when I say rabbit ears, they mean different things to different right. kids of mine, right? right? right. Uh, the older ones, they'll uh, know if I'm referring, talking about a TV and the rabbit ears. The younger ones will look at me like, what did 
talking about, you know, <laughs> uh, because they, they don't know snow on a television screen, right? I mean, kids don't know right, that because right, right. there's, I mean. One channel, two yeah, channels, yeah, channels yeah. I'll buy a billion channels <laughs> with a billion movies yep. and a billion shows. Yep. And, and that consumption, the, the Netflix consumption, the binge thing, everything released at the same time. Yeah. Just say to your son now, or to my, say to my son, yeah, you know, this show, it comes up once a week oh, I at a very specific time, and you need to actually wait for it. What? Oh, it's, it's, it's amazing. And, I, you know, I was talking with a friend of mine, and you may be able to appreciate this. As a young kid growing up with my four brothers, we were Irish twins, the first four of us, five total. Uh, my younger brother came a few years later, and every Sunday... Man, we were on the floor in front of the TV for uh, Walt Disney. I mean, Disney. that was, yeah. I mean, the, yeah. the, the world of Disney. That was such a big deal. And right. to your point, man, it, we, it, it, dinner was scheduled by it, right? I mean, <laughs> things were planned around to make sure you had your pajamas on, you were done with your haircut and your bath, and you were, you know, ready to, uh, you ate, and you're ready to go to bed as soon as it's over. But I, I'll was, never forget it. Was, it. Uh, I, I think I miss these times, honestly. I, and maybe I'm dating myself and you're dating yourself, but I think that there was, it was way better. I felt more family, to be honest. When I grew, when we were all, even if it was a screen, we were all around the same screen at the same time. Yep. Rather than today, each one on his iPad, iPhone, oh. screen, watching. This guy's watching this thing. This was gotcha. I think that there's. Uh, I mean, again, I'm not saying good or bad. Yeah, I yeah. No, no, I get I, you. I miss it. I miss it. I can say today. I go to my son and say, "Hey, Gilad, listen." Let's sit together and watch something. Say, well, yeah. What are you watching? Say, I watch whatever you want. Say, now I watch this. I watch this. I yeah. watch this. I watch yeah. this. Or they sit down with you, and, and the whole time they're looking at their phone, you know, right, flipping exactly. through Reddit or doing something else. And yeah. it's like, hey, I thought we were watching this movie together. Right. Yeah, right. no, yeah. I, you know, it's true. But here's the other thing I'll, I'll say on the flip side. And, mm -hmm. and this is thank you, Moore's Law and technology and the cloud. All my kids are gone away. So mm -hmm. every one of them I can put on a group chat and I can right. send a note to all of them, just two of them, just one of them. Uh, there's, there's this immediate connection with all of them that I, that I have that, that I wouldn't have on the other side, right? So, yeah. and, I mean... And, and to your, let's take this even a step more uh, specific to now. Think about this pandemic without all this technology. I mm. mean, that would be, oh my God, so bad. Mm. Like at least here I have, uh, actually when we're done here, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm meeting a friend and uh, talking with him, which I probably wouldn't have seen physically if the technology wasn't around and so accessible and easy. So I think it's definitely, there's advantages. Yep. It, it does isolate though. At the, at the end of the day, it does isolate a bit. I, I, again, good, bad, I don't know. I mean, time will tell, but yeah. uh, I think it does have some benefits. It's, it's, but you know, it's like TV, radio, and now whatever we call this era that we're in, you just need to adapt <laughs> and well, you find know, your place in it. I just saw, I just saw this, maybe you'll know it, 
And this is – if there's a cloud technology – if there's something because of cloud, this is it, man. Uh, and Elon Musk, I think, even tweeted something about it. And it's called Talk or some – it's – and it's basically oh, clubhouse. yeah clubhouse. club and it's you go in and you're talking with everybody right clubhouse. yeah yeah it's very cool i haven't used it it's invite only i think now there's uh i was trying actually after elon musk wrote about it and it became like this big buzz yeah and uh but it's yeah it's definitely definitely uh impressive what's going on with this it's a new type of communication actually i would never think this is interesting also I mean, I would never think even Twitter would make sense, right? Oh, so I, I don't know. I, I'm with you, brother. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I am totally with you. Yeah. Uh, but I get it. You know, I, when yeah, I think I, of this, it's like, really? But look at it go. Man, I, I think that the only proof uh, for if something uh, is worthy or not is if it catches on or not. That's, that's, that's right. it. That's right. So I, I, I gave up on, on trying to predict, at least in these spaces, like yep. the, the social uh, networking stuff, yep. like this clubhouse that you just mentioned. If you tell me, hey, you're going to have this room, everybody's going to burst in, just stop. Yeah. Say, Are you out of your effing mind? Like anything yeah. I want to do. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But you know the other thing too, TJ, and this speaks also, I think, to this hyper connected three and a half four billion people at everyone's fingertips because it's true right i mean it's true we you know if you have something uh that goes crowdcast like we were talking about earlier right if it went it, if it got viral and everybody just started going and looking you could have that kind of audience and so when you think about things like uh, this um, 99 cents approach that Apple had, right? That's turned into you know billions of dollars. This this that's what's happening to the world. The slices are getting finer, but there's so many people. If I only have a million and a half followers, that's enough to give me a healthy living. I don't yeah. need a hundred million. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, uh, I think you were talking about, uh, when you talk about this creator's world now, like YouTube or you got followers on Instagram and stuff like that, definitely democratized being a celebrity sort of. Right? Yes. And, uh, and I think, you know, you see, you can see the equivalent of that in our world. You can see the, the, it's almost very similar to the way that, uh, you know, a creator can come now and say, Hey, I start something. I have a follower. I'll produce production level stuff like high production level stuff at my own computer yep i'll do final cut editing and then i'll put it in on the cloud or on youtube and then suddenly boom i'm i'm a celebrity yep. same thing by the way today the, you, you can compare that to what developers do you can be a standalone one person and launch a business yeah right and, and write an app use the amazon cloud or the azure cloud or the google cloud and just go live and you know market it with all you know do social media do sell do some advertising it's unbelievable and i think that the to your point around 99 cents uh, an app or stuff like that there's so many more opportunities right now oh. and it's so much democratized yes and the bear on the flip side the barrier to entry went down which brings the level of noise up, <laughs> so you, it's a, which brings again that's the right. barrier to entry again back because that's right. You have to about getting above the noise. So yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. It pushes the envelope on everything, and it's uh, it's really fascinating to be in this uh, to to live through it. And and actually, and I think for us, 
it's even more interesting because we have context of how it looked like before. Yep. <laughs> yep. 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 And and even to a certain degree having an influence on it. I mean, I mentioned this earlier and I mean, I'm proud of this. This is my Andy Warhol 15 minutes of fame, but the first Macintosh computer that right. Alaska Airlines ever purchased, I sold it to him. Same really? as the one oh, that uh, the first oh. one, uh, Warehouser Corporation, uh, ever purchased. I sold it to him. You know, and I got wow. other amazing stories. Uh, when I was in Alaska, British Petroleum, they were a deck shop. They bought the first Deck 9000 on the planet, but all IBM PCs on the desktop. Well, there was a capability, if you had a brain, to tunnel AppleTalk protocol inside of DeckNet. Basically, it had a DeckNet header and trailer, which meant it could carry AppleTalk anywhere on the planet because that's where DeckNet went. So it enabled a really cool capability. You could take a VAX with this software, turn it right. into a file server for all your Mac users, mm -hmm. flip that account completely globally. And, right. you know, that was fun stuff back in the day when, you know, you're up against IBM and SNA and all that stuff. You know, I mean, it was fun times, fun yeah, times. Yeah, it, it was. And again, I, th I think that there's... Um, there's elements in that sort of uh, style, lifestyle, work style, competition style that I miss. I grew up there also. Everything, I think things became so much faster. It, you, you remember that movie with Adam Sandler, Click? Yep. Yes. So, yes. A lot of the time it's like yes, 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 yes. Um, like, yeah, he woke up and his kids yeah. were grown up. Everybody's grown up. Yes, like, yes. Whatever, you're done and, and you missed everything. And I think we're getting consumed so fast by these other things. Yeah. And I do find myself, to be honest, like I find myself saying, shit, I didn't talk with my kid for like three days. He was in his screen. I was in this Zoom off, you know, home office all day yeah. trying to do stuff. And there's always uh, distractions all over the place. And it's click. Like, yeah. seriously, yeah. it just goes by. And it's uh, so... It's yeah. the one element, brother. It is, you know, take it from me, man. The guy with no hair that's definitely got you by a couple of years. You know, it's the one steady, right? That it's TikTok, you know, there's no variance to it, man. It's just, it plows through the greatest yeah, yeah. times and the most stressful times, right? It's yeah, uh, yeah. all the time. So, uh, yeah. Well, hey, this has been awesome. And I know uh, you've got a split. Uh, uh, so I really thank you. No, I appreciate it. Was, it was cool, man. I appreciated the yeah, bunch. I got to know pleasure. you a little better. Plus, had some fun conversation. You know, I'm excited about Moore's Law, TJ. I love yeah. the fact that it's still going like it is. I love the yeah. fact that we're involved in technology that's right out on the white water of that wave. And I really love the stuff that you've brought to the company and, and the influence you've had on, on, on not only uh, the company, but the CloudGuard platform in particular. Yeah. So kudos to Thanks, you, man. Thanks, I appreciate it. Yeah, it's been fun. We should, we should definitely, I'll be very happy to be back in uh, due time. Soon, I hope. Hey, awesome. have a great night. And Thanks, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, another one's in the books. This was a fun one talking with TJ Gonan, uh, who heads the cloud security products for Checkpoint Software. So, hey, thank you again. We really appreciate you listening. If you like what you're hearing, 
please tell your friends, subscribe, share, and uh, hopefully we'll hear you back on the next episode of Talking Cloud. Thanks so very much. 